The Creature by Trevor Allen Chapter 9 September 9th Dear Margaret, Victor has been quiet all morning and I fear to disturb him. But his eyes are only half closed. He's conversing with ghosts. I have tried to record as accurately as possible his unbelievable story, and it has had a strange effect on my mind. I cannot tell what is real and what is illusion anymore. My dear, when I left you, I thought only of my expedition and the adventures that awaited. I have come so far only to become icebound. I wish now more than anything to see my home again and to hold you in my arms. I departed from land across the inequalities of the frozen ocean. I viewed the expanse before me with anguish, but then my eye caught a dark speck in the distance, another sled, and the figure of the thing I sought. I led, and he followed across a nightmare in white. I was almost within reach of my foe, when... When the angel reaches too high, my hopes were suddenly shattered. He falls and becomes a malignant devil. The wind rose, the sea roared, and with the mighty shock of an earthquake, the ice split and cracked all around me. Even the enemy of God had companions in his desolation. The tumultuous sea rolled between us, and I lost all trace of it. I am alone. I was left drifting on a scattered piece of ice which was slowly shrinking. Many hours passed, and I was prepared for a hideous death. Most of my dogs had already frozen, and I was about to sink when I saw your ship riding at anchor. September 10th. The crew is terribly afraid. Not of the elements, or even of the monster that haunts all of our dreams. They are afraid that if a passage does open up, that I will try and continue my voyage and lead them back into danger. I thought we would probably never escape, but I promised them that if we could get clear of the ice, I would instantly direct our course homeward. This evening, the ice began to move. A roaring like thunder was heard at a distance as the islands split and cracked in every direction. We are in terrible danger. But since we can only remain still until morning, my attention is occupied by my unfortunate guest, 
whose illness has increased to such a degree that he is entirely confined to his bed. At dawn, I could see that a passage south had become perfectly free. The crew called out. Why are the men shouting? Have they sighted it? They are cheering because they will be returning home soon. Are you really going to return? Yes. I cannot lead them unwillingly into danger. Please, come with us. I cannot leave my adversary alive. I must go back. You said yourself. Then do so. But I will not. Please, understand. You may give up your quest. But I dare not. At least furnish me with a boat. I'm afraid that the strength I relied on is gone. I will soon die, and my enemy may still be alive. You must kill it, Walton. It killed my friends, my family, and my wife. It must be destroyed. Please, don't think that I still feel that burning need for revenge that I once expressed. But I do feel justified in desiring the death of that monster. The task was mine, but I have failed. I ask you to undertake my unfinished work. It must end with me, my friend. You, you swore to me. He held my hand. And then he closed his eyes forever. September 11th. It is over. We are returning home. The crew is much heartened by the prospect. As for myself, I have lost all hopes of glory. And I have lost my friend. Frankenstein is dead. I will not despair. But I will try to chronicle these bitter circumstances while I sail towards home and you. That is also my victim. In his murder, my crimes are consummated, and the miserable series of my being is wound to its close. 
There was a voice coming from the cabin where the remains of my ill-fated friend lay. Oh, Frankenstein. What does it matter now that I ask you to pardon me? I entered the room. I cannot find words to describe the creature hanging over him. Your son, who irretrievably destroyed you by destroying all that you loved? It was gigantic and distorted. Its face was concealed by long locks of ragged hair, and one huge arm was extended. Its color and texture was like that of a mummy. My god! Stay back! I want no more blood on my hands. You're the creature. Yes, you think you know me. I heard him telling you my story. I clung to the porthole outside and listened. And it's true. It was only half true. What do you mean? Men lie. Why have you come? Not for revenge. I came to beg for his forgiveness. And to bid farewell to my creator. Forgiveness? But now, he is cold. He cannot answer me. You are the sole cause of his misery. If you had felt remorse before, he would still be alive. You've been deprived of your revenge, and now you repent? But he has gone where you can't follow. He is free from you forever. Do you dream, Captain? Do you think that I am dead to agony and remorse? He didn't suffer in the consummation of the deed. He felt nothing. Not a portion of the anguish that I felt during its execution. You may have knowledge of my crimes and his misfortunes, but he never knew what I went through. He never claimed me as his own. He never even gave me a name. As far as he was concerned, I was an abortion. I swore to kill you. If that is what you must do, then I will not stop you. I will not be the instrument of any future horrors. Do you wish to die? Do you? Why are you here, Captain? You must have a home, a family, all the comforts of men, and yet you leave them behind to seek a new path across this frozen hell on a fool's errand. What do you know of such things? I've been there. North? There is no northern passage. There is nothing out there but a wasteland. And your death if you continue on this course. We are returning home now. 
What will you do? Don't be afraid. No man's death is needed to consummate the story of my life. But it does require my own... on my own terms. When I die, I am satisfied that hatred will be my only legacy. Once, my mind was soothed with dreams of virtue. Once, I falsely hoped to meet people who would pardon my outward form and love me for the excellent qualities which I was capable of expressing. In my exile, I was nourished with the high thoughts of honor and devotion, but now my crimes have degraded me beneath the lowest animal. No guilt. No malignity, no misery can compare. When I reflect on the frightful catalogue of my sins, I can't believe that I am the same creature whose thoughts were once filled with sublime, transcendent visions of beauty. He is dead who called me into being. When I am gone, the very remembrance of us both will vanish. I shall no longer see the sun or stars or feel the wind play on my cheeks. My senses will pass away and in this condition I must find happiness. Some years ago when I felt the warmth of summer and heard the rustling of the leaves and the songs of the birds and these were all new to me, then I would have wept to die. Now it is my only consolation. I will leave your ship and seek the most northern point of your world and I will consume to ashes his journal and this miserable frame. Nothing will remain to light the way for any curious wretch who would create another like me. The light of my funeral pyre will fade away, and my ashes will be swept into the sea by the winds. My spirit will sleep in peace. Or if it thinks, it will not think thus. Farewell, Captain. Before I could say anything, it... He... jumped out of the cabin window onto an ice raft which lay close by and was soon borne away by the waves and lost in the darkness and distance. Our cast included Paul Rosenfield, Philip Hoffman, and Bora Max Kochnar. The entire production was under the direction of yours truly, Alika Spencer-Kochnar, and stage managed by Miranda Whipple. 
original composition, sound design, and sound engineer for this presentation created by Gregory James Holmes. Video elements assembled by Philip Hoffman and episode art designed by me. This is Alika Spencer Koknar, Chief Talent Officer at The Dragon, thanking you for joining us in Dragon's podcast presentation of The Creature, written by Trevor Allen. As you know, Dragon is a nonprofit that depends upon the generosity and participation of you. If you have enjoyed this podcast but haven't donated yet, please consider giving today. You can feed the Dragon directly online at www.dragonproductions.net forward slash CRE donate. All proceeds made from this link will go directly back to the Dragon, as well as the artists that made this podcast possible, because only together can we help the arts thrive. Thank you again so much for listening. <laughs>